0: Welcome to the Always Sweaty Podcast, where we dive into the exhilarating world of fitness, parenting, and the chaos of life. All while breaking a sweat constantly and finding the humor in every moment. I am your host, Asha Johnson, aka AJ, from now on. Thanks for being here. What's going on? Hello. Hi. How are you doing this week? Today I want to talk about three different weight loss options that are extremely popular right now, not just right now, some more than others in terms of how popular they are in the moment, but they are go-to's and they represent different categories of weight loss options. And I guarantee that as I go through these, you're going to have a personal connection to at least one of these, either through yourself or someone you know. So I'm gonna give my personal experience with each of these. I'm gonna give some information, um, some stats, and then I'm going to basically summarize how I believe they are all related in a sense or what they have in common and why I feel like they are not long-term options for anyone. Okay. So we're gonna start with bariatric surgery. I'm not gonna get into the different types. Um, but we're just kind of, I'm talking kind of the umbrella of bariatric surgery. So my personal story with this is one of my sisters about 10 years ago had bariatric surgery. And in my opinion, she may say differently, I don't believe that she would be in the category of people who would even need to, to get that, uh, surgery. She was not extremely obese, there weren't other things going on, and I know she has said if she could go back, she would would not have done it, okay? Since then, not only did she lose an extreme amount of weight, she's had a number of other side effects that have happened as a result of that surgery. Mm -hmm. She is to a point now where she is having an extremely hard time not only putting on weight, But being able to maintain her weight, because her situation, what has happened with other organs, is basically she, they have been negatively impacted. She, without going into so much detail of kind of her, what's going on, but she's very sensitive to basically all food. She has a really hard time finding food that doesn't cause her any sort of upset, and that impacts every other area of your life. As you know, if, you, if you're constantly sick, that is one of the top reasons for depression. And so since seeing her go through that, I mean, before she ever had surgery, I already didn't have a great view of bariatric surgery. Not that I don't think it's never appropriate, but it's how... It is gone about but after seeing what she has gone through it is it elicits a a deeper fire in me okay so let's just talk about the long-term impacts of the surgery because it's really easy with all three of these to think about the quick wins yes you will lose weight because you are tampering with your stomach right? You are surgically tampering with your stomach. You are going in, your surgeon is going in and manipulating what's going on in your digestive system. All right. So short-term effects. Yes, there is weight loss. That is the point. It's the long-term effects that are dangerous. And it's not even long-term effects with scary situations like what my sister has gone through. Long-term effects from losing weight really quickly. And this isn't unique to bariatric surgery. This is anyone who drastically loses weight quickly. You are going to experience hormone, hormonal health issues. Which are going to impact your mental health. Way back, I had a client who lost... He, was, he started at like 315 pounds and he lost about 80 pounds, really quickly, really quickly. And he started experiencing these mood swings. And he went to his doctor, and he was like, what is happening? Why am I so moody all the time? Like, things just set me off. And his doctor talked about, your body has lost this this body fat, right? Your hormones are impacted heavily by amount of body fat you have and so when you lose all that it takes a while for your body to catch up with that for your for your endocrine system to catch up with the weight that you had lost so it's going to impact you mentally so you can imagine when you go through weight loss surgery that you you can ask almost anyone who's had that surgery they lose weight really quickly and so having those those mood swings The mental side of it, the hormonal side of it, uh, is extremely common. Also, you hear about other situations such as dumping syndrome. If you don't know what that is, you can probably imagine by the name of it, dumping syndrome. It's basically food that's in your stomach, drops to your colon quicker than it should. And it's extremely uncomfortable, can lead to, uh, let's just say, bathroom time that's not All right. This is relatively common with bariatric surgery. Also sensitivities. Again, we have to remember you are manipulating an organ, a significant organ of your body. We can't be in denial to the fact that there are impacts to that. There are side effects there. You you don't just go and mess with something and not expect there to be some repercussions. All right. I don't know why that's taboo to say. Or why that's uh, so shocking. You mess with something that plays a significant role in your body. There will probably be some consequences. Okay. They might be relatively mild, or you could have extreme sensitivities. I've seen it all. Okay. But let's talk about bounce back weight gain because unfortunately the side effects, the negative things for for some reason, that is not enough for people to be turned away from trying this even though those are lifelong side effects, oftentimes, okay? But let's talk about back uh, bounce-back weight gain, because that is something that people pay attention to, right? It has to do with weight that's going to perk up in the air differently. So I was reading an article published last year, 2023, and it talked about two different studies. So in the first study, they were looking at 300 gastric bypass bypass patients and the study had showed that 37% of these, this group had significant weight regain at the seven year post-op mark. Then there was another, uh, it was a systemic review that revealed up to 76% of gastric sleeve patients had significant weight regain at the six year mark. Now, you might look at 37% and think, well, that's, you know, not that much. That's not that far from half of people, okay? That's over a third of the people who get gastric bypass in this group had significant weight regain. Further in the article, it talked about the weight regain based on the year. And it showed that every year, more and more people gained, I should say, you gained back more weight each year that that happened, or uh, post-op. They said in this article, the reason for that, that there. Actually, I'm not going to get into that yet. We're going to talk about why that is, all right? So, think about all these things when it comes to weighing in the idea of bariatric surgery. So, something that's been on your mind, or someone you know, thinking about it, I've talked to a few, you know my opinions... All of these things have to be taken into consideration, not just the good thing, right? Not just the idea of losing weight. You have to factor in the potential downsides. All right. Second option I'm going to pick on Optavia, but this there are a number of programs that could fall into this category, right? I just extremely despise Optavia. So if you are an Optavia coach, Or you love Optavia, you might not want to listen. All right. In fact, I don't know why we're still friends and you're seeing this or listening to this. Optavia, if you're not familiar, is uh it's an extremely low calorie program, essentially. Now they have different levels, but their most common weight loss program is called the five-in-one plan. Okay, so they have their own foods. That they make, and you to be a part of the program, you all you're doing is you buy the subscription of foods, right? You identify which one, and then you pick out your your fuelings. Okay. Now the five of one is basically five five of these fuelings and one lean and green meal a day. The fuelings are each about 100 calories, and then you have one lean and green meal. So five 100 calorie snacks, essentially, so 500 calories worth of snacks, and one lean and green meal, meaning protein and veggies. So we're looking at probably, depend maybe if you have a really fatty piece of meat, maybe 400 calories, so you're looking at probably less than 1,000 calories a day, that is Way too low. Okay, so this is an extremely low calorie program. So much so that here, this is from their website. Okay, at the bottom, when you scroll down to the disclaimer under the 5 1 program, it says, Note, rapid weight loss may cause gallstones or gallbladder disease or temporary hair thinning in some people. While adjusting to the intake of a low calorie diet and dietary changes, some people may experience dizziness, light, lightheadedness, headache, fatigue, and gastrointestinal disturbances such as abdominal pain, bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea, or nausea. That's not a sign. Those are not signs of a healthy program. And (laughs) if I read that on anything, on any supplement, on any, any program, if I put that out there for clients... That is disturbing. I would hope that people would run and hide. But again, we chase where the weight loss is. So understand, there are, <laughs> there are downfalls, there are extreme downfalls to an extremely low calorie program and that's what this is. So here are other problems, specifically with OPTAVIA, but again, a lot of them fall into these same uh, um, characteristics, okay? So Optivia is an MLM, which stands for Multi-Level Marketing Company. This, to me, is a huge red flag when it comes to diet programs. That means you have, so multi-level is where you have someone, and then you have a downline of people who sell under this person, right? And you have like this Christmas tree effect. Anytime you have an MLM, when you are buying like supplements you are you have to assume automatically you are overpaying because all those people have to get paid. So that means the product is going to cost more than if you found a similar item at the grocery store. So if you go by, um, if for them if one of their fuelings is, and I've looked it up in the past they have like soup mixes or they have like fiber protein cookies if you found something that was exactly the same at the grocery store you're going to pay significantly more for the Optavia one because it's an mlm okay just because it's an mlm so you pay a boatload in their food right because they sell it as some magic um, food that has all the things you need their food is also extremely processed it has to be it has to be they're not sending you fresh stuff That Lean and Green meal, you're making that. They're not sending you that. You make that. You're paying for five 100-calorie snacks. And you're paying a lot of money. All right. Another red flag. You have to be assigned a coach. I put coach in... Apparently that's some balloons. I put coach in quotations because there's nothing that these people have to do to be qualified as a coach so sure there may be some people who are Optavia coaches that have a background in fitness and i am s- severely concerned for those people um because it's no way is a is healthy but to be a coach basically that's just a, a name for an Optavia salesperson because that's really, you're getting the money for the people who sign up under you as your coaches, right? Your, your clients, I guess. They're not really your clients, like people that you're checking in with. Um, but they're not a coach. They're not qualified. They're not doing anything other than making sure that you stay on the program. Right? So these are all pretty significant red flags with Optavia. All right again, I'm going to get to why this is problematic at the end because these all tie together. So, let's get into the one that is most hyped right now, and that is the GLP-1 agonist. These are the Munjaros, the Ozempics, the Wegovi, it seems like there's more and more of these in there. There are kind of variations. Um, I was just reading about another one that kind of goes beyond this. It has like a double effect. Anyways, we're just gonna we're gonna call them um, hormone-like drugs. Okay, injections. They're extremely expensive, like over a thousand dollars a month. So how these work? Basically, they are mimicking the hormone in the body that is re- naturally released when we eat. So when when we eat, we our gut releases. Glucagon-like peptide 1, that's the GLP-1. And when that's released, insulin is also released, which drives down hunger, increases satiety, and decreases gastric emptying, which is exactly what it sounds like, the stuff from the stomach going into the gut. It slows down that process. That way we feel fuller for a longer period of time. And if you've heard that before, it's because maybe we've talked about fiber or how uh, protein can actually do that same thing. But these drugs provide that similar impact on the body like that hormone. So what happens then is you're not actually eating all the time when that hormone is, or this, this uh, drug is, is having this impact, right? So similar to bariatric surgery, your hunger goes down, you eat a lot less, there are other repercussions that go along with that. I didn't talk about this um, when I talked about bariatric surgery, but under eating, it doesn't just mess with uh, weight. When your body isn't getting the nutrients it needs from food, your body is always, it has one goal, it has one goal, and that is to survive. It is to keep you alive. It doesn't care about your body fat. It doesn't care about your muscle. It doesn't care about your hair, right? Because those things, like in the in the short term, aren't going to matter, right? It cares about keeping your heart breath, heart beating, your you breathing, your brain functioning, right? Those that's what it cares about, and so it will siphon resources from areas that are. Uh, either not that important or in the short term they're not essential in order to make sure that you stay alive so for example one huge thing that comes with undereating, like drastically under eating bariatric surgery and the uh, glp1 agonist situation you become malnourished and so a common thing that happens when people are malnourished is their bones become brittle. They, their body is taking, your bones are like a mineral faucet. And when you don't have the stuff you need from the food you're getting, then your, bo- your body is pulling from your skeletal system. And that is not good. Because just like building muscle is hard, building bone is hard. And it's harder the older you get. We do not want to. It's like tapping into—I don't know investments very well—but tapping into your investments early. You don't want to do that because you time is on your side, right? You don't want to have to tap into that. You don't want to tap into precious muscle or precious bone because it's hard to build back up. So tap your your body will tap into the nutrients from your bones. So tap in a burn muscle. Um, it'll take from your hair, right? So that's why when I was reading through the Optavia note at the very bottom of their page where they talk about hair thinning, um, they don't have this on here, but it'll affect your skin, all that stuff. It's because it's pulling from what, like other things from your body, right? It, again, your body doesn't care about your hair when you're not, when you're malnourished. It's like, that's not essential right now, Right. Your muscle mass is not essential right now. If you lose 10 pounds of muscle, you won't die. But if your heart stops beating, you'll die. Okay? Am I making myself clear? All right, so let's talk about how else these three categories, like these three, just in this example, these three uh, options, weight loss options, what they have in common, okay? The big, big, big one is without proper lifestyle change in any three of these, The results you see, because you'll see results. All three of these, you will see results if you do the thing. But they won't be sustained unless you actually change your motherfucking lifestyle. You can't just do these and expect everything to be fixed forever. It doesn't fucking work. It is not the easy pill. The easy button. It's actually the much fucking harder button. That's what it says on there. Much fucking harder. And you're hitting that. It's not the easy button. You have to change your lifestyle and you're going through this major thing, okay? You have to change your lifestyle. Second thing that is a major thing, of, a major uh, thing they, these three things have in common. Thing, thing, thing. The lifestyle portion, the lifestyle programming part is very rarely ever part of the program. Okay. Some people might argue that there are some mental health components with the bariatric surgery, or there's different hoops you have to jump through. That's not true for everyone. There's a lot of people that didn't have to do, didn't have to jump through any hoops. Certainly not part of the program with Optavia. I've I've questioned many people who were diehard Optavia fans on what the long-term uh, education was for lifestyle change, and I've yet to get an answer it's because it doesn't exist it's not a part of it in fact some of these programs they don't even uh they don't want you to work out and with the the glp1 that's a medication you get you know prescription for your doctor if you're getting any sort of lifestyle suggestions it's uh here eat these foods and you know move your body 150 minutes a week That's it, all right, there is no lifestyle programming help. And that's the only way you're sustaining these results. All right, number three, again, often activity is discouraged. The reason for that, you're not getting enough energy, or you're not getting enough calories. So they're gonna tell you, especially with the Optivia, they'll say, no, don't, don't work out. Don't, don't work out, no then you're gonna have to eat more and then you won't get the results. Guess what? A lot of the times the rapid results that you hear about in OPTAVIA, is because they've lost a massive amount of muscle. Deceiving much? All right. Lastly, the weight is eventually gained back in a large majority of people. And the quality of health is actually worse. For a number of reasons when you lose weight and then you gain it back it is harder on your body even if it's the same 50 pounds you lose it gain it lose it gain it lose it gain it it is you are your body is less healthy it's it's you are damaging your body worse than if you had never lost the pounds in the first place okay mentally When you gain, lose, gain, lose, gain, lose. If you've done that before, you know it's a mental fuck game. That is really hard to go through. Because it's hard the first time you lose weight. That's a mental uh, grind. And if you're struggling through any of these where you're hungry all the time. You're experiencing nausea and dumping, all that crap. And you make it through and then you gain that weight back. that's going to fuck with you so hard, right? So, to summarize, (laughs) if you can't tell, I I have opinions. I have opinions about these. If you are seriously considering, or maybe you are currently in a program like Optivia, or you're currently taking a GLP-1 agonist. Also, a side note, the GLP-1 agonists are... They were primarily used for diabetics, for different reasons, which makes sense. If you're using it strictly for weight loss, I need you to hear this. And even if you've considered bariatric surgery or you already had it, it's not too late. The main takeaway here is, in order to see any success when it comes to weight loss, but really any sort of change in life or, or goal in life, you have to change your lifestyle, Right? If you want to get something you don't currently have, you can't keep doing what you're doing and hope to get it. That doesn't make sense. Right? We have to change the path. The path has to change. You can't drive down 35 uh, expecting to get to California. That's stupid, right? So why do you keep trying to do that? You have to change the path. You have to change the programming, the mental programming, the the habits that you currently have. Otherwise, all of it will be for nothing. And I know it's sexy to see the weight loss numbers. And I, I wanted to put this episode out right now because January is when all of these commercials are just flooding social media, TV, YouTube, all the things, our podcasts, they are everywhere because January that's when people want to change so you're going to be tempted but understand the stats are against you unless you change your lifestyle and you do the hard shit none of these are going to help you in the long run yep there are going to be anomalies but the vast majority of people who try any of these three if they don't change their lifestyle they will be back to where they were originally or worse off mark my words all right all right that's what i have for you guys today i hope this makes you think maybe it gets you fired up like it got me fired up always gets me fired up oh could go off i'd love to have a debate with someone who works for optivia um i mean good luck but it would be interesting nonetheless That's what I have for you guys today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Stay beautiful. And as always, stay sweaty.